Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. I'm Dan Delmar, your co-host, and it's my pleasure to introduce your host, the founder of SoloInTheCity.tv, dating guru, Cheryl Besner. Good evening, Cheryl. Hey, Dan. How's it going? It's going really, really well. Great. So this week, I mean, we're going to be talking about gaming and dating. And the reason is because the Montreal International Game Summit is taking place right here in Montreal at the Palais de Congrès. And that was kind of the inspiration for this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So gaming and dating. I've uh, not really played a video game since probably high school. Uh, I used to be a fan of Super Mario Kart. But uh, there, there are whole dating communities online around games. Right. And and some of them are actually very interesting because you can actually have certain games where you can interact and people actually meet yeah. on some of these games. We actually have somebody coming onto the show a little later who is part of that world. So we'll get to that. But it's it's very interesting to watch how people can gravitate towards wanting to meet somebody within something that's of their interest. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is people who go to even events and they sit there and they play these games together it's not something that i would do it's the one thing that drives me crazy even at home with my kids they sit there and they where my son sits there and he plays all these video games and he can sit there for hours and interacting with people in other countries even so it's just something that i kind of walk by that room and i just keep on walking Maybe he's meeting meeting a girlfriend somewhere. You never know. Well, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Well, we'll get to that one at another time. He's only 15. Oh, my God. I can't think about (laughs) my son dating. I know. I know. Look, I've lived through it a couple times with my other kids. I will get through it. But he's my baby. (laughs) He's not ready today. You know, it's like talking about Movember. Um, I'm not ready for that facial hair yet, you Mm. know. So, But also, there was a study by Brigham Young University. They said 75% of couples with one gamer that it really hurts their marriages. Yet you have couples where both of them are into the gaming world, and it really works well for them. So it's, yeah. do you think it's because of common interest? Yeah, I, I would say that's probably likely, right? It's good to, to have uh, something in common to do with your partner and to have fun doing it. But if only one person has a common that, that interest and spends a lot of time doing it, well, maybe the other person might feel left out a little bit sometimes. Yeah, well, these games are addictive. I mean, yeah. they're they're, de- they're designed to be addictive, first of all, right? Mm-hmm. But they are. But what happens, for instance, if you're in a competition? Okay, so you have wife and girlfriend, husband, wife, and you're both in the finals. What do you do then? I mean, how how does that play out into your relationship? Like you're both dying to kill each other on, <laughs> online, right? You take a lot of ag- aggravation well, through a video game. Well, or maybe you get out your aggression maybe, uh, yeah. for each other online. I don't know, but you know. It, um, when was it? I think last week's episode of Dancing with the Stars. This year, I don't know if anybody out there watches this show, but they're coming down to the finals, and there was a husband and wife both on the show. I mean, I know this isn't gaming, but this is a pure example of what I'm talking about. What happens when you both come down to the finals, and the wife got booted off Dancing with the Stars, and truthfully, she was the better dancer, and he felt bad because... He knew she was really the better dancer, but you're both competing. Hmm. I don't know. Like, it's a difficult situation. Competition is 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 healthy if, in low doses. I, I would say, right? In competition, if it's if it's fun, like playing Trivial Pursuit or, or Jeopardy with your partner, for example, that's fun. Well, I guess it could be. I will say, from my past experience with some, well, with my ex-husband, 
we could never play Scrabble, for instance. I mm. always won. And it came down to the point where he just wouldn't play with me. So I, I do think that there's, there's pros and cons to it. But I do think that if people can at least find a way to kind of at least take part in what somebody else is interested in, maybe that would help. I, I just remembered this terrible story from my, my first girlfriend when I was still a teenager, and I remember wanting to break up with her because I, I found her uh, her air hockey table skills to be too aggressive, and that turned me <laughs> off. I was quite the jerk in retrospect. <laughs> That's a and, true story. and how would that how would that work now in your dating world? Now I kind of like it. I, I like a little light competition. I think it's fun to to play games with your partner. And uh, yeah, this this is it's 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 uh, it's a fun thing really to have a, a bit of of healthy competition. Let me emphasize the healthy because when it gets too far, obviously, I mean you don't li- you don't live your relationship as a competition because that gets kind of exhausting. Well, and I can look at it right now when I think of, let's say, the 25-year-olds that are out there. And if you're in school and you're studying law, I've seen it where. A boyfriend and girlfriend are both in law school or medical school, and they either live together or they've been together for a few years. And if they're both vying for the same positions, mm. it's really hard to support the other person, I would think. And yet you're trying to advance yourself at the same time, and now you both might be competing for the same spot. Especially if you're lawyers. I mean, they'll compete with anybody, so <laughs> that should be... <laughs> okay, we're going off in a whole new Sorry, direction here. No, 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 no. Anyway, I want to talk about something that I was um, fascinated by. There's a new app out there. I don't know if you've considered ever looking at an app if it's for a breakup, but there happens to be a new one. It's called the RX Breakup app. And this is a, an app that really helps you through the different stages that you have to go through when you break up with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. It's it's a really great. And and they teach you how to do it properly. Too. That's right. They teach you about what's happening and what to do, what to write. For myself, I always tell people the one thing that is going to help you is to do something that is progressive for you. You know, sometimes when people break up, they get very busy. Yeah. You know, and they and you do tell people, you know, keep yourself active, but you can't keep yourself completely uh, distracted because you have to deal with it. You have to go through the emotions and you have to be able to separate also what you're feeling and may, you know, people sometimes doubt themselves afterwards. You know, that first week people are like, well, should I have really broken up with them? Was this really, really bad? And you have to be able to separate what's fact from your fears. You know, and and people sometimes, because of fear, they want to go back to what they knew rather than deal with the fact that certain things weren't working. So I don't know how this app really helps you with that. I I think that's um, that's something that you have to look inside yourself, choose something that would really make you feel proud of yourself at the end. So it's not just about distraction. It's about doing something positive for yourself. So throwing yourself into a new project, let's say, or a new development in your business, something that would really, at the end of you, can say, I did this well, you know, and it's something good for me. And then you can learn from that breakup mm-hmm. and, and what caused it. So I don't know. The, the app sounds good. I haven't really tried it myself, but I do know that when it comes to breakups, that first week especially is really hard and that's why a lot of people go back and they even try again only to realize it really should be. So you, you have to mourn it 
and then you have to move on from it. And moving on, the best thing you can do is do something for yourself, something big. I, I tend to work a lot. I, uh, if anyone notices me writing maybe three or more blogs or articles in a week, it's probably because I've been through a breakup and really want to, you know, distract myself. Right, and I cook. But I will say, you know, it's interesting because when when I started reading a lot about this and, and trying to really understand, I realized that when I separated, my first thing was I wrote. And I never wrote before. I didn't think I could write. So that was my first thing. 365 days came around. And not only was I writing, I was writing every day. And I didn't even think I knew how to write. I was good at writing. And then I remember being approached by this company in Toronto who said, we really like what you're doing. We'd like to feature you. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, you write really nicely. And what I realized is I was writing from my heart. So I don't always know where the commas are. You might even see that still on my articles that I write in my blogs, but I say it from my heart. So. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Um, I don't even write about myself, but I just write in general. And that, I find that to help. So. Right. And now my next stage was becoming a person that can talk on radio. I know. And here we are in Solo in the City. Solo in the City. Coming up, we'll discuss uh, gaming and dating with uh, the voice of Assassin's Creed. His name is uh, Sean Beishu. So join us next right here on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Just these lines from my mind. How is this? This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner. I'm co-host Dan Delmar, and we're talking about uh, gaming and dating and uh, gamer relationships and how it could help or even hurt some relationships. All about games tonight. I, I know, and it's funny that we're talking all about games when we say, don't play games when it comes to relationships. So <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like ironic, the title, yeah. actually, right? We're being joined by Sean Beishu. He's the actor who played Machiavelli in Assassin's Creed series and he will be presenting at the Canadian Video Games Awards which is happening on December 6th. Welcome. Hi guys, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's 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 great. You know, right now in Montreal this weekend, we have the Montreal International Game Summit which kind of spurred on the uh, idea of doing a show all about this and who better to have talk about it than you? <laughs> Thank you so much. So, um, I'm just curious. You are part of this world. Have you ever dated anybody through the gaming world? Uh, I can't say I have, actually. Um, I've been married, actually, for about 10 years, uh, which is just a bit uh, shorter than my acting career. So, um, I can't say the two overlapped for me. No. So, do you think, well, now that you're part of this world... There seems to be a lot of people who think that gamers are very shy and introverted. Do you see that? Uh, to some extent, but I think there's a bit of a stereotype that goes around about gamers being a very introverted, uh, you know, socially inept kind of uh, kind of people. And I don't, th I don't think that's true at all. I mean, the large majority of my friends are all gamers, and it's a wide variety of people. And yes, you have some people who are introverted, but you have other people are pretty outgoing. I mean, I'm a huge gamer, and uh, that I don't fit that bill at all in terms of the stairs. When you say you're a huge gamer, how does that affect your married life? Because we were talking earlier about statistics, and statistics kind of say that if you're the gamer and the other person's not, it doesn't always work too well. How does it work for you? 
<laughs> That's a good question, actually. Um, I'm lucky in the sense that uh, my wife, she's a wonderful woman. Uh, she does not game per se, but she does love uh, video games. Uh, I, I, you know, it's part of my uh, part of my my career, and um, she'll often just uh, either you know give me all the space I want to play video games because uh, I make time for her. You know, when I'm not playing games, of course. And also, she just likes to watch me play sometimes. She'll watch me play some of the more cinematic games, uh, like, you know, Batman, that kind of thing. And they're like movies nowadays. So uh, it's actually pretty entertaining for her. So I'm lucky. I'm lucky that way. You know, there used to be one uh, game on, actually, it was a dating app. Uh, it no longer exists, but they people could go online and create their own avatar and then they can actually go out on a virtual date. Like this was taking <laughs> right. things to a whole new level. It didn't actually take off, but I did think that it was um, an interesting way to get people onto a dating site who are from the gaming world. Sure. Do you think that would um, work? Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's a great idea. But I think, uh, you know, people tend to meet anyway through games they play online because, you know, you know someone has their, their interests aligned with you. If you like, say, you know, World of Warcraft and you play a lot of that game and you meet someone else who spends a lot of time playing that game too, you know, there's a good chance your interests are aligned. And I know some people who've actually hooked up uh, through the interim of uh, online gaming, actually, without it, you know, without the intention of doing something romantic, but it just kind of happened, you know. Well, the the fact is, though, a lot of people out there may not know about the world of Warcraft. I'm I'm one of those people who don't really get online or even play mm -hmm. any of these games. But one thing is, this is a game that people can go on, and then you are actually conversing with people on the other end. And it could be in the same city, or it could be in a different continent, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, the problem with that is, you know, the, the Internet affords a certain degree of anonymity to people, so you're not always sure who you're talking to. You know, it could be a 12-year-old boy pretending to be, you know, a woman, or it could be, you know, um, anyone at all. Um, but, I mean, I guess again, I've actually made friends through the interim of uh, online, uh, you know, some games, also through other social media like Facebook and stuff, people I've, I've never met in person, but you get to know them through the intermediary of, of social media, for example. And uh, it's just like meeting someone in real life. You, know, you get to know them and who they are, and you form friendships. So I think it certainly can be positive that way. Um, you're listening to Sean Beshu. He is the actor who played Machiavelli in Assassin's Creed series, talking to us about gaming. And let's say, gaming. Do people play games when it comes to their dating life? What do you think? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think they do, actually. I think they do. I haven't been on the dating scene for a while now, so I can't say I'm an, I'm an expert. Um, but I think dating has changed in the sense that social media has really integrated itself into people's approach to dating, especially, I guess, younger generations. And, you know, things like Tinder, for example, seem to be the new norm when it comes to finding people, and it tends to change people's approach to dating as a whole. Well, I want to ask you something. Do you think that gamers is a turn-off or a turn-on for women? Like if a woman meets a man and he's a huge gamer, is, do you think she's going to run in the opposite direction? <laughs> you know, it's not uh, like golf, by the way. Golf, you play a certain amount of months and it's on the weekend. And yes, it's nine hours that they might be away. But this is something that can be going on every night at home. Sure. Um, that's a fair question. But I mean, I think, you know, gaming is like anything else that you can be obsessed about. It's really, it's not about what you do or what you game. It's about your attitude towards it and how much you invest 
of your time and how much you make it a priority. You can be the same way about sports. You can be the same way about literally almost anything. You know? um, so I think you know it's up to the individual person to have a, a good, healthy relationship with how much they gain and you know the type of relationship you have with your partner if it's uh, you know going to get in the way or not. Um, for my case, in my case, you know, my wife fully understands that I'm a gamer, but like I said, I balance it out with spending time with her and, uh, you know, spending time alone gaming. So it, it, it works out, but I think it's up to the person. It's not the fact that you're a gamer per se, that would make you uh, unapproachable. However, I would say that gamers have a bit of a stigma attached to them. Um, maybe because of older depictions, at least of gamers that some women might instinct, you know, and kind of just by default assume certain traits, <laughs> undesirable traits that belong to gamers that are not necessarily true at all. But, you know, as with any stigma, it could uh, affect someone's opinion of someone, I think, sure. Okay, so Comic-Con and all these other gamer events, do you think it's a good place for people to go and meet people? Uh, I think so, yeah, actually. Um, I, I don't know if going there with the intention to meet someone is, is a good idea, mostly because a lot of people go there because it's a safe environment where you can really express yourself and do what you love, especially actually for women who don't get to, uh, you know, do that necessarily uh, as scrutiny-free, because women tend to be scrutinized a lot more in the gaming industry, unfortunately, which is really too bad, uh, and be judged a lot more. So women can go to Comic-Con and just, you know, be free and happy and, and not be judged. Uh, so I think you have to be careful going to those events not to feel entitled you know, if you're a guy to, to, to hit on a woman or to, to, to infringe oh, on her space, you know, like, like in any other social, social situation, you got to, you know, use some common sense. But that being said, I think Comic-Con is a great place to meet other people who are like-minded and who at the very least share the same interests. Well, that's what I'm always telling people is you have to go and find the type of person that you want to meet in an area of your life that you enjoy also because then you're exactly. going to these things and you're passionate about it and that just makes you more open. Yeah, exactly. Because if you, if, you if you go to a bar, nothing wrong with going to a bar, but if you go to a bar, you're not as likely to come across, you know, someone who's really into Doctor Who or who likes World of Warcraft so much they dress up as an orc. You know, <laughs> look a bit weird in a bar. Well, at least when you walk into one of the, these events, you know that everybody there is passionate about the same things that you are, or yeah, at least exactly. one thing in common. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of all this stuff, and whenever I go to Comic-Con and whatever, I always dress up and, you know, go the extra mile because it's, it's you know, it's like a second Halloween in a sense, you know, so <laughs> what in the middle what are you dressing up as this year? Uh, this year? Or is it a secret? Uh, this year I actually couldn't dress up because I was actually doing a panel at Comic-Con. I was uh, speaking with some fellow actors and uh, other artists about uh, sexism and violence in video games, actually. So uh, I felt it would have uh, taken some of the gravitas of our panel away if I was up there dressed like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would have really... But I did dress up as Spider-Man a few years before, and it was pretty fun. Oh, what a web we weave. Yes, indeed. Yes, we do. Well, I want to thank you so much, Sean, uh, for joining us. That was Sean Beishu. He's the actor who played Machiavelli in Assassin's Creed series. And we can watch you on December 6th as you are presenting at the Canadian Video Game Awards, right? That's right.
Thanks very much, Sean. Coming up, on solo in the, coming up on Solo in the City, it's about geeks and gamers. Our dating roundtable, Leah Jewer from Girls on Games and Cora McDonald, the producer here at CJD, who's a big gamer person, so they are on the way on our panel. This is Solo in the City on News Talk Radio, CJD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner. I'm co-host Dan Delmar, and it's time for our roundtable, the Solo in the City Dating Debate, brought to you by Solo in the City Dating. Just head to solointhecity.tv, click on the Dating tab to meet new people in Montreal. Cheryl, uh, please introduce us to our panel this week on gaming. Well, we have Leah Jewer. She's co-founder of Girls on Games. It's a video game and geek culture blog um, happening on Shoma as well. She's a on Shoma as well, and Cora McDonald, producer of Viewpoints with Todd Vander Hayden on CJD and self-proclaimed geek. Self-proclaimed geek. Yep, that's me. Oh, you are you are straight up a geek. It's all good in the best kind of way. I don't know. I'm Cora here is with... my geekiest friend. I can I can definitely attest to that. And Leah's my geekiest. Friend. <laughs> I get the crown geek, I guess. I don't know. I'm sitting here. I I mean, I I wish everybody could see the people sitting around me right now because there's nothing geeky about these women. They are like fresh faced and very outspoken. So I don't see geek at all. Is that what you just classify when it comes to gaming? Um, I think there is a stereotype, yeah, and um, there sh- shouldn't necessarily be one. And I think Lee and I both like address that as geeks. You know, we 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 are sort sort of self proclaimed geeks, but we do not impose a style or a certain genre to what that means. Well, yeah, it's really starting to change. That word itself is evolving into something entirely different. Geek means you're up with video games, uh, pop culture in the maybe comic book movie realm. You're really passionate about something, but within that that specific genre. But it doesn't necessarily mean like I do science and wear glasses and do all that, you know, all that jazz that you would normally think of when someone says geek. Well, Okay, do you spend a lot of time every day playing these games? All the time. <gasps> All the time. You don't, you don't want to know how much time I spend playing video yeah, games. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I no, do. Actually, I really, I really do. I really don't. It's like a okay, constant thing. Is it, is it more than like two hours a day? <laughs> oh, yes. It's definitely more than two hours a day. And it's not just the playing. It's the reading, the listening, the, the watching Twitch, uh, which is a streaming service for video games where other people play video games and I watch them, or me sharing my experience playing video games or talking about games or... Anything. It's just my life is consumed by them because I love them so much. What about you, Cora? I'm less of a like gamer per se, but I am definitely like more into old school gaming and old school old school consoles, retro gaming. Wait a minute. Like okay, I am so lost in this conversation <laughs> already. Indie games. Like, indie games. Indie games. Okay, indie so games are give, awesome. give me a little bit of background here for anybody who doesn't know, like me, the game world. What is the difference? Like um, retro. All right, present. retro. Retro <laughs> games are everything. Pretty much 
before 3D. So Nintendo 64, GameCube, all okay. that stuff before that. So we're talking Super Nintendo, NES, Atari, all that stuff. That's retro gaming. Anything that once you hit 3D is kind of more in the modern sense of game, especially if you're talking about gaming now where you're doing Xbox Ones, PS4s, all that kind of stuff online. Indie means in develop, independent developer. Okay. So it's a video game created by a group of people who are not associated with, say, the Xbox, uh, Microsoft, uh, Ubisoft, things like that. So they're doing it on their own, and because of iTunes and the ease of like pushing your stuff through Steam, you can anybody can put out a game. One person can make a game. One guy out of Montreal made Fez. His name's Phil Fish, and he did a wonderful job doing it. He's not really making games anymore, but it became like a culture phenomenon, that game. Okay, Cora, you were just telling me you recently met somebody. Yes. Are they involved in the gaming world? No. No. Okay, so how often do you play every day? Um, I don't play as many games as... I, I guess I play more on a weekly basis. Like, I'll play maybe like five to six hours a week. But I do, I'm more involved in like the geek cultural aspect of it where I have So you're comic a mini books. geek compared to Leah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> mini geek. Well, I'm not necessarily a mini geek. It's just that I'm a different type of geek. It's not necessarily gaming. Okay. That's my, my forte. But I do, I do dabble in gaming and I, I do comic books and I do Disney and I do different kinds because geek can mean just like anything that someone's really passionate about. And so I'm pro like geek culture and um, gaming and comic books and all of that jazz. It's just that I don't necessarily focus on one of the things. So relationship-wise, does it take away from your relationship? Does your partner lay a... Well, I'm recently married. Right. So does your husband have an issue? No, with only the that there's one time? TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he and I play a lot of games together. We both enjoy that. It was actually something that kind of bonded us when we started dating. It's like, oh, you like playing games? So do I. So it was never like a competition of that. Like, oh, he's I'm taking away his time playing games or he's taking away mine. There's enough out there that we can play together. And I enjoy watching too. Who's better? Oh, we're not going to go there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Because this is one of the things that here. I was saying. Defend <laughs> himself. No, because this is something. If You know, statistics show that if there's one gamer in the group, it's not so great for the relationship. But it's quite good if you're both gamers. Mm -hmm. But then I wondered what would happen. And I was discussing this with Dan earlier. What happens if you both get into a final round together or you're mm -hmm. playing with each other do you like well it's not so much win? for me michael because uh we like to play different types of games he's much more sports he plays a lot of the baseball hockey games that kind of stuff mm -hmm. while me i'm more of an action platformer so i'm playing lara croft tomb raider i'm playing the marios and playing that kind of stuff um but when we play together it's usually like in a party setting we've been playing a lot of rock band and that's a collaborative game, so there's not real competition. The only thing is, like, oh, you didn't hit that note, or I'm terrible at playing drums, or something like that. It's not, we don't usually play ones where we're directly against each other. It's more collaboration. Actually, I just thought of it. I did get involved in one gaming thing, and that was the dance one. Oh, oh Just Dance? Just Dance. Oh, I love that game. That's really fun, and it's good workout. Oh, is See, it See, that ever? I love. It's a workout. Or what was that other one that they had for a while? It was the one where you had a baton or something, and the it Wii? was... The Wii, the Wii had a lot of We had a lot games. of motion games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that could be good for a relationship. Exactly. Like, we play... Um, one of the games we play a lot is Wii U Party, and we usually do it when we have friends around, and it's a competition thing, and it, they just... 
it can get set you to do yeah you do like silly things which is good if you're you know having a few cocktails and that kind of thing and just joking around so it's yeah in that sense but nobody really takes it that seriously we're not that competitive with it i do <laughs> i take it very seriously <laughs> that's cora mcdonald everybody she's a very competitive person and also <laughs> leia jewer she's the co-founder of girls on games and it's all about video games and geek culture blogs so i mean i'm sitting here cora listening to you Mm-hmm. Um, your new relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you sit with him on a weekend? Because you say it's mostly on weekends and play your game? Well, actually, it's funny because he noticed that I was kind of a geek and he's like, hey, uh, I have a PS3. You want to play Mortal Kombat? So we played Mortal Kombat <laughs> <laughs> together. And um, we also watched a documentary about video games um, two days ago. So yeah, so it was um, really interesting. Yeah, he's he's super. He'll he'll he's willing to be involved in it, even if it's not his thing. You know, I don't know why this just flashed into my head, but for some couples, when they start dating, they go into like a sex store together to get excited. <laughs> Do you go out and buy games together to get excited? I I don't know. It just seems like something you, you should together? do. <laughs> mm. Is that like your turn on? <laughs> Um, no, but there are, like, places you can go that are gaming-related. Like, mm. um, a bar just opened up in uh, downtown Montreal called uh, Nexus Smart Bar, where you have you could go and play video games. They have consoles and everything set up. They have tournaments, that kind of stuff. If you want to meet people, if you're going with a relationship, like, you can go and play a game together and have a drink. So that kind of stuff you can do together. Oh, I, I don't know. that. See, that's the furthest thing for me. It's like going on a first date or a second date and going to a movie. You don't talk to each other. Mm. Well, yeah, you do like here. Oh, you, yeah. you're, mm-hmm. you're right. You you. I guess you would be able to. And it's also you, we were talking earlier about the fact that you can do certain games where you can be talking to people yeah. somewhere else yeah. and interact, right? online gaming now, yeah. there's a lot of that. And Twitch as well, where you can watch other gamers game and interact with them. Um, I know Leah does uh, do Twitch. Or... Yeah, a lot of people uh, converse with us in chat. So it'll be my voice being projected and my image, but their text is coming up on the side. So you have a conversation that way. You can meet people that way too. And is it safe? Oh yeah. Like that? oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, as no safe problem. as you wanted to make it. Yeah, there you go. So, do you think that more and more women are becoming in geeks and gamers? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's between mobile and everything, and just the approachable nature of all the consoles and the different types of games, for sure. Okay. Well, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know. We are talking about the fact, though, that in relationships we shouldn't play games, and here we are talking about gaming, Dan. Leia Jewer, founder of uh, co-founder of Girls on Games, Cora McDonald, CJD producer, and a very big geek. Thanks uh, so much for stopping by, guys. Thanks no for having me. Thank you for having me. Cheryl answers your dating questions and tells you where to go and be seen with her Kiss calendar coming up. And uh, also head over to solointhecity.tv. You can register to become a member and uh, win a weekend at the W Hotel coming up to, uh, at Valentine's Day. So check that out at solointhecity.tv. This is Solo in the City on Newstalk Radio, CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Don't know what you think you saw. Your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner. I'm co-host Dan Delmar. Cheryl, what is on your KISS calendar this week for Montreal? So this week, if you like yoga, music, and want a meditation experience like no other... Join MC Yogi Canadian Tour. It's happening at the Ritz-Carlton. It starts at 6.30. It's a three-hour program at $55, and that's on Thursday night. 
Put on your cutest sweater because Dash and Date is hosting speed dating. Sweater weather is here, so this is for women 32 to 41 and men 34 to 43. $55. It's happening Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and you can go online to hear where that's happening. Go to Cook and Date also for sushi, barbecue, and cocktails. This is for women and men 30 to 45. Chef David Seaman will be on hand cooking up something special for you. And this is happening at 6.30 on Friday night. Also Friday night, we've got one of the Solo in the City exclusive events. It's happening at Pandora out on St. Catherine Street near the corner of St. Laurent. This is the beautiful rooftop restaurant that features live entertainment on Friday nights. It's part of their sneak and chic evenings. Every Friday night, Shahara hosts different live performances from Montreal local artists. And at 11 o'clock, always an international DJ is present. This week, it is Avril Large who will be performing. And Dan and I will be there at 7 p.m. recording our show live and also celebrating Dan's birthday. So we're excited about that one. And then Elite Speed Dating at the B-side. This is $25. It's at 7.30 p.m. And there's two different groups. One for women 25 to 34 and 35 to 45. And they're going to be paired up with men 28 to 37 and 38 to 47. That's Saturday night, again, 7.30. And also Saturday night at 8 p.m. Again, join Solo in the City in conjunction with Thursdays down on Crescent. It's a night of Studio 54. It's going to be with DJ Gilbert Hamill. And I'm hosting this event with Shelton Kaplan. He's the master disco guru, classic Disco 54. We're giving away two pairs of tickets. So this, if you want to win, be the fifth and sixth people to like us on Facebook. And we're going to give you two tickets to join us that night. Again, that's happening at Thursdays in the disco downstairs. No more revolving dance floor because it's been replaced by the newer, bigger, trendier sights and sounds of 2015 because it just reopened its doors recently and it is a great place to meet and greet so come on out there and do saturday night fever with us and i still do have those moves then and also check out solo in the city.tv's calendar as we unleash our first women's retreat weekend this is going to be happening january 22nd to the 24th it's going to be taking place at none other than one of my favorite french bistros pois penchet in conjunction with the Shea Swan Hotel. We're going to be doing a whole weekend. Ten women, the first ten of you, will be joining me on this intimate journey of self-discovery and learning who I am. Great. Sounds like fun. And all the information is at solointhecity.tv. Just click on the KISS calendar there. And each week, Cheryl answers your dating questions. Alex wrote us a letter at uh, Cheryl at solointhecity.tv uh, asking about, uh, well, the, her boyfriend and uh, and wants uh, advice about winning him back. And um, maybe let's go with that that last point in her in her email, winning him back. I'm guessing, mm. Cheryl, you're yeah, not going to approve of that line, right? Yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to go with the winning him back. You know, um, first of all, kind of what we were discussing earlier, it's not about winning somebody back. It's about being in the right relationship. And winning somebody back, well, first of all, one thing that men like the most, I, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the most important thing for a man is, 
to be attracted to a woman is desire. He has to desire you. And if there is any part of that in that man that has left the building, he has to want to come back into it. And the only way to do it is for him to want you. He needs to desire you. That's what intrigues him at the first um, onset of a relationship is the desire for you. So what do men really desire? Well, one thing that they desire in a woman is their independence. They, This day and age, there is so much out there. Men want to know that you are your own person. Tell me if you agree with this or not, Dan. I mean, I, you want I, somebody who stands on their own. For for me, I definitely agree. I think some men like that, and and maybe not enough. I think I think some men could still uh, learn that I think independent women are uh, are a good thing in relationships. Well, and and then it depends on what the woman thinks is independent or not independent. Sometimes women think being strong and being too you know being tough hmm. is independent. Yeah, and that's it's not, not about that. that's not what it's about. If you're if you're showing a man you don't need him, well, then you're going against their natural instinct. Men need to feel needed. They're the protector. You know, they're the provider. Everyone does, right? And it's about, I think you should be yourself. And if, if that person, um, you know, needs some help, then it's uh, the part your partner should help you out, whether it's man or woman. I think. Well, I agree with you. But but the fact is, in, you know, psychology if you, uh, 101, I mean, and I'm no psychologist, but the instinct of a man is to be the provider and the protector. Mm. That's something that they want to give you. So you have to make him want to do that again. And the best way to do that is to become independent. So go out there, create yourself. And then what you can do is you can, you know, some women who are sure that this is the relationship they should be in, and sometimes it is right, create your life, do your thing. And then slowly you can come in contact with the person, but show him that you're living your life, that you're going on, that you're not just clinging to him just to cling to him. And if that's going to be the enticement, that will trigger the desire, you being you, you being strong. And and if the relationship doesn't get back together, what you will have done is created your new self. You'll, mm. you'll be stronger and more ready to just take on your world. And coming back to Alex's line, do I win him back? Uh, we're talking about gaming yeah. today, and, and yeah. it's not always, it doesn't always have to be a, ca- no, a competition no, or a game, right? Well, no, and because a person's not a prize. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not a prize to yeah. each other. We're something to be um, cherished and adored when you're in a relationship, but it's not a prize. You can't own somebody. You can't put somebody on a shelf like that. Join us next week on Solo in the City. We're here Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. You can listen to all the episodes at solointhecity.tv, along with the blogs, the event calendar, and the dating site, of course. Uh, Cheryl, have a great week. Thank you. And for all of you out there, don't forget to come on down to Pandora and see Dan and I there. And as well, Saturday night at Thursdays, as we do Classic Disco 54. And for more information on these events and many more, go to solointhecity.tv. Go to the calendar. And remember, it's all about keeping it simply social. Because we all know it's all about the kiss. Have a good weekend. <laughs>